0: All right, Reg, how are you doing today? Good? All right. Sounds good to me. I'm doing fine. Looking forward to uh, creating a little podcast magic here. What do you say? My able assistant. I will do some uh, podcasting sleight of hand and dazzle the audience with my podcast magic. How's that? (laughs) All right, here we go. I'll give you the three S's, I'll give you the countdown, you give me the music, and I'll give you a podcast. How's that? Cool. I like where the levels are. Keep them there. Uh, Hey, we know the drill. Let's just get to it. Okay? Put it in the books. 297, episode 297. All right. Star, smile, strong. Go get them, Jim. Here we go. Ready? You ready there, Reg? Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. (laughs) What happened, buddy? (laughs) What happened? Did something happen? What's going on? Why isn't it playing? (laughs) Boy, I was all psyched up here, too, right? Let's see, what's going on? It's not moving. Where's uh oh, wait a minute, we didn't have any. Whoa, there it is. What happened there, my friend? Oh, you had the pot down, did you? Okay? Not the pot. as in the marijuana, you had the gain, as we call it. It's got that that, that, that lever has a lot of different names. The volume control. How's that? <laughs> okay. Now we're ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. You know that's a little—that's a little hot there. It's, yeah, it's, it's a little loud. No, we went too loud. <laughs> Boy, this one. I, yeah, I was really. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was looking forward to this one going very smoothly. (laughs) Let's try it again. Three's a charm. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Also, wherever you go, I hope you rate and subscribe to this podcast. But most importantly, I hope you will get out there, even in the sub-zero wind chill weather of Chicago or wherever you're at. If you're, in, if you're in a nice, sunny place, that's even better. But for those of us hibernating here in the Midwest, still get out there, spread the word, send a message, send a link, tell anybody you know that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated, and don't forget, if you like what you hear, go to WGNRadio.com, go to the podcast section, hit the prompt for this podcast, and you will find all previous. Almost six years worth of podcasts there for you to binge on, to gorge yourself, mostly to just listen to and enjoy. But they're all there. Hopefully, keep scrolling down, hit the load more prompt, and just keep binging and binging. Find out where we were to enjoy where we're going. By last count, there should be about 296 in there, which can only mean one thing. Welcome to podcast number 297. Today I'd like to talk about um, some of Jimiverse travels. (laughs) Uh, If you've listened to the podcast with any regularity uh, or listened to me on the radio, you know that um, I have traveled quite a bit in my life. I enjoy traveling. My wife and I have been to many, many places around the world. One of the great advantages... I, I, I'm i all for parenthood, I've said that before, but you know, sometimes parenthood's not for everybody, my wife and I don't have any children, so it gives us a lot of extra time, a little disposable income, and so we have chosen travel as one of our main, uh, I guess, hobbies, interests to explore, and uh, throughout our marriage and time together, we have certainly... Um, as they used to say on the Wide World of Sports, we have spanned the globe. We literally have, too. And I'm very happy about that. And I still have other places on the globe I want to see, unfortunately. And, I've, of course, you know me with lists, and I've made my list. I have it on my computer, sadly, for the last two years since the pandemic, uh, that list I have not been able to check off as many points as I would like to have. I made that list long before the pandemic, and actually updated it at the beginning of 2020, just to uh, you know make sure you know checklist what what places we had gone to in 2019 that were already on the list, and then you know if there, we, we thought some new ones, add those on, or you know, but updated that list in at the right the, at the beginning of the year of 2020, and then sadly within what. couple of weeks um what maybe well not a couple of weeks but ultimately a couple of months mid-march uh all that came to a screeching halt and while we have traveled a bit during the pandemic in the last two years uh we certainly have not gone internationally where we we certainly would have And we have not traveled as extensively even within the continental United States as we most likely would have. So uh, we've certainly extended, as I've said many times, we've extended our social footprint and we have gotten on planes. We have traveled to different parts of the country. But uh, we have not gone outside of the country, even though many of our travels have taken us around the world. Literally, we've been from one side to the other. Uh, We've been to Australia and we've been throughout Europe and we've been, um, you know, to Russia. We've taken cruises and stopped in places all around the world. It's been very enriching, very exciting. I I love seeing new places. I love um, exploring and not only seeing some iconic sites, but also just walking in neighborhoods and big and small uh, cities and towns not only around the country, but around the world. And um, and while we've certainly gone to a lot of exciting and exotic places, um, and we still have more on the list, hopefully we can begin to do that again soon. That is one thing I missed. The, the, the last uh, major trip that we took was just in October of 2019, so a few years, I mean a few months right before the pandemic, we went on a um, South African safari, which really uh was was it has to be right up there with some of my favorite trips that I've ever taken and um and my gosh now that seems so long ago and I guess it sort of is i mean this year it'll be 3 years ago that we have gone on a major trip that is the easily the longest that we have gone without going on a, a major kind of trip and we've got we've had as i've said on the podcast here we do have a a very um, elaborate, uh, originally planned for our thirtieth wedding anniversary, which now will be almost two and a half years after. <laughs> if 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 that one goes uh, as planned, uh, we are planning on going to uh, to Egypt. I've always, always as a little kid, I don't know why, but the pyramids have always just intrigued me. And I've always wanted to see them. Uh, I had an aunt uh, who had gone to see the pyramids, you know, decades ago. I remember as a little kid she was talking about it. So it was probably, she probably went before I was born. Um, and she just spoke about it with, with, with great wonder. And so um, that was always kind of a bucket list place. And so we figured for our 30th anniversary we would do that and... um and our 30th anniversary was was in 2020. So obviously those were those plans were all canceled several times and just to be safe uh I have extended that out now it is booked for 2023. So it'll be almost 3 years after <laughs> be closer to our thirty-fifth anniversary than our for our thirtieth. I don't know where we're gonna what the what the celebration will be for, but um, but suffice it to say that I uh, have traveled quite a bit and enjoy it, and and it really has enriched me personally, and uh, it's it's been a part of uh, our lives, and uh, we've really um, relished it, and we've met a lot of people, and we've seen some very interesting things and experienced. Some um, unforgettable life memories, and so I would encourage anybody if you can, to travel and you don't necessarily have to go around the world and go across oceans. I just enjoy going to a different place. you know i I you know what's interesting is I have traveled quite a bit around the world and throughout the country, but yet I've lived in one place my whole life, in one basic city and and or surrounding area in the chicago area born and raised in chicago lived but have lived in chicago land if you will my entire life which is kind of strange because you would think that if i enjoy traveling and i enjoy going to different places that i may have lived in several different places and yet i haven't so i i don't know if that's a, a an odd little dynamic or conflict within me or not that maybe i enjoy coming home i enjoy you know tasting what the world has, little appetizers, but I also like to come back home and and feel comfortable here. I'm not sure what that what if there's a psychological thing to that or not, but um that is seems to be a little contradiction. I have not lived in a lot of places, but I have visited quite a few and the whole point of me bringing this up is that uh there's a great irony in all of Jimmifer's travels uh For as many times as I have traveled internationally, and I would say of of all the countries in the world, the one that I, oh, I I don't even, there's there's not even a question. The one country that I have visited the most and the one that I do feel uh, a great connection to and I have missed going back, it's been now... uh, over my six years, which is once again, this is the longest probably that I that I haven't gone to this uh, country because of the pandemic, um, is uh, is London, England. I just um, we went there on our honeymoon. I'd never been there before, and I as soon as I landed there, I felt a connection to London. And maybe it was because I'm such an Elton John fan, and, and and listen to his music, and there's a lot of references to different parts of England and London, and uh, and and reading interviews or seeing interviews with him and him talking about the area. Um, I'm also, you know, into you know literature and, and acting. So obviously, you know Shakespeare in London and the Globe Theater, and just. The history of it and then over the last several years of course Downton Abbey has has elevated the profile of England uh, but like I said we went there 30 years ago and uh, I've made friends there I've traveled throughout the country as well as you know stayed in London and really just felt a connection uh, when when I when we left we were there for about 10 days on our honeymoon and I can honestly say that when we were leaving, when we were at the airport, at Heathrow, on the way back home, I physically, this was the first time it's, it ever happened to me, and it's, and it's really the only time to this degree. I've been at some places where I have not wanted to leave because I've enjoyed them so much, but it wasn't even that. This was even deeper than that. I just felt an, a, a, such a strong connection. I was physically and mentally depressed when we had to leave. And I, I was determined to get back to London as quick as I can. And ironically, uh, we didn't plan it, but six months later, or so we went back again. <laughs> just and have gone back uh, several, many, many times for for vacations, for special occasions to visit friends, to go to concerts, you name it. Um, but I just have uh, just uh, I don't know what it is. There was just something in me that I had an immediate connection i always joke i call it home because i do feel that that kind of a of a of a peace and and, and just a familiarity I, I just i can walk around london and know where i'm in the city and i know where i'm at i can give people directions i have never driven there i still i would never try to drive on the wrong side of the street well it's there it's the correct side over there right but uh so that i haven't done but i can still cross the street i just look left and this is what i wanted to talk about as much as i know and i've been to some other countries around the world a couple of times enough where i can walk and and know the area i've talked to you before about i've all i'm always very um observant about where i'm at and where the streets are as a little kid i always was and so whenever i visit a place i always have a map with me a good a good strong paper map Enough, I don't go for this these these virtual maps on a phone. I like to hold that piece of paper in my hand, so I carry a map with me. I don't try to look like a tourist as much. I I keep it hidden. I don't keep walking around with it, um, but I always have a paper map because I read the names and I see the streets and the way they move and, uh, um, and so there are f- several places around in, in in other countries where I can walk with 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 good confidence as to know I know where I'm going which is now what I want to talk about here there's a great irony so I have let's just use London as an example I mean I've I've been to as I said many places around the world but for instance London I I I I should go back and count how many times I've been to London it's more than a dozen I know that and uh And I've been to other countries a couple, two, three times as well. I can honestly say, certainly, in the case of London, as an example, I have been to London, London, England, across the Atlantic Ocean, eight and a half to nine hour flight from Chicago to London direct. Right. So it's no easy task. It takes a while to get there. Foreign country passport. Thankfully, they speak the language, which is another reason why I think I have such a connection to it, because it feels for me, it feels very comfortable. But it also there's you you get acclimated initially, aside aside from some of the, the different phraseologies and words that they have for, you know, for what we would call something. And they like you know you've heard the old one a million times elevator here over there it's called a lift Uh, you know bathroom or restroom here they call it a water closet there's a few little things you have to get you have to get accustomed to but for the most part when you go to a foreign country and English is the first language there it really does make a difference you do feel at least I feel very comfortable there because you know you 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 are connected at least where you can communicate without any kind of a breakdown if you say can I get a cab yeah you can get a cab (laughs) I don't have to to know the word for how much is this or where is that I just speak naturally so I think that's one reason too why I've enjoyed going to London so much because it is definitely a foreign country no question about that but at the same time the language barrier is not there so it makes it very familiar so I, I I have to laugh at this myself. London, England, thousands of miles away, across one of the major oceans in the world, eight hours, nine hours on a plane, depending on the weather, depending on those winds. <laughs> I have been to London, and I know London in terms of the streets, how to get somewhere, where to go. I have a, a familiarity with with London, which is a huge city. But I could walk in many of the neighborhoods and know exactly where I'm going. I know, I have been to and know London better than a place that is... Maybe a half hour from where I live, if that. Don't by by driving five ten miles maybe. Don't need to cross any oceans. <laughs> Don't even need to go on a highway. Can take a major thoroughfare and get there. Another area where speak the same language eat the same food, much easier to get to, much closer to get to, and yet I have been to London, England more times and spent more time in London, England and feel more comfortable and more familiar with, and know I, in terms of streets and where things are, London, England, more, it's even crazy to admit this and say it, than the south side of Chicago. <laughs> I have lived in Chicago my entire life, more than 50 years now, and yet... I have to say, with, with great embarrassment, I have, to me, the south side of Chicago is, is undiscovered territory. It is, it, is, it is literally like visiting a new city to me. I really should bring a map with me. I, I don't know... The South Side that well, and I can, and, and and just before the last month or so, I probably could have counted on one hand how many times I've been to the South Side of Chicago. And I have nothing against the South Side of Chicago at all, but there has been nothing that has drawn me there, both you know, workwise or socially. It's not that I've 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 got some uh, grudge against it or that I am I don't want to go there or that I'm afraid to whatever there's nothing except there's been I haven't been driven to go there. I've never worked on the south side. I've never I don't have any family on the south side. I I I don't have any friends. That live either in the south side of Chicago or in the south suburbs. I was born and raised on the northwest side of Chicago. Uh, I grew up, you know, a Cub fan. So I and I didn't live far from Wrigley Field, maybe about six miles, not far off of Addison. So that was my team, still is. Um, now I must say, I think I've been to. The, I don't even know what the place is called. The Is it the Hollywood Casino Theater now? It used to be, when it first opened, it was the World Theater. I've probably been there three or four times. So I shouldn't say that I haven't been to the South Side on one hand, because that's an exaggeration. In fact, the more I think about it, it certainly is an exaggeration. But considering that I've lived here for more than 50 years, uh, it might not be one hand, And it might actually be more than two, but it's not two hands and two feet. (laughs) You know, it's not you know ten fingers and ten toes. I, I don't think so. Once again, not proud of that fact, and and actually, I'm I'm committed now to completely destroy that and begin to explore and discover literally my own backyard, which I have not for most of my life. So that's going to be one of my goals now is to, is to embrace the South Side and discover it because it is like, for me, it is like going on a vacation. It is like going to a new place and discovering and seeing things that I never knew were there. And to be honest with you, I don't think that I am that unique. Chicago is a very odd place. <laughs> it really is. The Chicago and its suburbs, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting place because, and I always joke, and I love, as I said, I've lived here my whole life. I love Chicago, I've, I've, I've enjoyed living here, I had opportunities to move. Throughout my life and career and i and I never took them for whatever reason, so obviously I enjoy living here um, but it is but it also uh you know it 's one of these things like I told you before uh when i 'm a fan of something, I also look f- at its weak points in hopes that we can improve on them i 'm not i 'm not trying to criticize it for the sake of criticizing i'm i 'm pointing out weak points for the hope that we could change them to make the place even better. Chicago certainly has its faults. And if over the last couple of years, too, you've been reading about the, the crime that has been in uh, the gangs that have, uh, that have plagued the city over the last uh, couple of years, especially. But aside from, from that, overall, Chicago is a very odd place. I joke to say many times that Chicago is the littlest big city in the country. It's a major metropolis, close to 3 million people, transportation hub, cultural, architectural, one of the great food cities in the world. Chicago is an international city. It has everything that a that a vibrant, important cosmopolitan international city is supposed to have it it, just like London or or whatever you know Paris you talk about architecture you talk about food you talk about um, you know sites and history Chicago has all of that so Chicago is definitely an international city no question about it but at the same time it also suffers from a from a unique personality defect as as international and as welcoming as chicago is and all everybody says the sh- people in chicago are nice you know people in new york are a little quick with you you know because they're always busy but chicago people will extend a hand for the most part Right, I mean, you can't just put a blanket statement there. But there is a, there is, there is a, an attitude, there is a, a, a perspective, there is a, an urban psyche to this city which is very unique. That terminology of the second city syndrome is, it's not just a tag; it's real. And and sadly, I think it 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 is one of Chicago's um, weaknesses. Chicago definitely has a chip on its shoulder because of New York and and Los Angeles. You know, New York is New York. It's the center of the world. Los Angeles has the great weather and the celebrities and all that. And here's Chicago in the middle. You know, these these rough winters, uh, you know, uh that that, that were always talked about we're in the middle, we're, you know, you know in, the, in the arrogance of New York and L.A., everything, you know, the joke is that there's New York and Los Angeles. And in, 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 the, in the minds of New Yorkers and of Los Angelinos, uh, the rest of the country is just flyover. It's just what you need to do to get to, 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 from New York to L.A. and back. And the rest, the entire country, according to people that are from New York and from L.A., the rest of the country is just, is just flyover. It's just a necessary evil to get over, to get to where we want to be, which is in New York or L.A. That's kind of the mindset of people from New York and Los Angeles. And Chicago, sadly, is lumped into that many times. But uh, because we are such a transportation hub with trains and especially, obviously, Airports with O'Hare Field and Midway now, which has certainly grown. uh, Chicago has to still be reckoned with. And many people come through Chicago and never stay here because of all the connections, because of O'Hare especially, being such a transportation hub. But Chicago does have an inferiority complex. That second city syndrome is real. Chicago always needs to compare itself to other cities and instead of just uh, instead of just relishing what it has and celebrating its unique character and all the the special things that it has to offer it always has to compare itself to other places our pizza is better than new york's you know i new york is really the one we we don't really we'll talk about la a little but we really are the second city syndrome is is you know is is us in new york because in, in the second city as i did because it's only been the last what maybe 20 years or so where la finally uh eclipsed chicago in um, in population so chicago is always number 2 it was New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. But now Los Angeles is the second largest city, so that's where second city comes from. We were considered second to New York, not only in population but then in importance as well. And uh, and we have and we have and, and sadly we have embraced that. And I and I think it's been to our detriment. I don't think that you you have to put some other city down in order to elevate your own standing. But we like to do that with New York. And ironically, not only do we have a second city syndrome within the country, but then Chicago seems within itself to have a second city mentality, a comparison, a divisive comparison, ours is better than theirs, within the city itself. Between the north side and the south side. And to my point about not knowing the south side after being you know, born and raised in the northwest side, I don't think it's unique to me. There is a strange dynamic that north siders, for the most part, stay on the north side. And southsiders stay on the south side. For example, there's the in Chicago, there's the St. Patrick's Day Parade, right? Downtown supposedly for the entire city. Right? But then there's a southside Irish parade which has grown in popularity to the point where they almost it got too crazy and they had to scale it down especially during covid but even before that it was getting ridiculous the people were they were they were you know renting buses to go to this it became it came out of hand. So there is a great pride on the southside and the north side but i think the south side has a has a greater pride because they do feel for some reason that the north side looks down on them now i don't have that i don't look down on them like i said i i will i will i will admit to my own ignorance of not exploring the south side more i will admit that and i'm not happy about it but as i said there was nothing naturally bringing me there. If I had family there, then I probably would, would have gone there more. I would have come more uh, acclimated to the south side and different suburbs or different parts of the city. And I would have eventually learned it more. If I had friends that were there, if I had gone to school, there, if I had worked there. But I never did. As I said, I was a Cub fan. I remember the first time I ever went to a Sox game, a White Sox game, was probably about 1974, and I was a little kid. And uh, the Sox were, during the, the early to mid-70s, they had kind of a renaissance. There was a player named Dick Allen that came to the White Sox who, who uh, was the MVP. I mean, he was a great player. He couldn't raise the Sox. On, you know, he, he pretty much carried the whole team on his shoulder. So they, the Sox had a little renaissance in the mid-70s when Dick Allen came over. And so I had always gone to Cub games my whole life. As I said, lived close to Wrigley Field. Used to take the bus there on my own or with my friends, which is crazy when you think about a 10 year old getting on a bus now. You would never do that. But that's the way times were back then. Um, so I remember going to a Sox game. And uh, as a young kid, and when we went with, uh, I went with my dad and one of his friends and his friend's sons, the four of us, I believe, went. And I. I had never, this, this was like going to a new state. It was like going to a, for me, it was like going to a foreign country. I had never been on the Dan Ryan expressway. I had never seen the topography of the South side. Back in the seventies, I don't think it's as much now, but back in the seventies, it was very industrial on the South side of Chicago. Chicago. So there were a lot of factories, a lot of industry, a lot of big, uh, you know, complexes with big smokestacks, with, with smoke coming out of them, uh, you know, ironworks and all these different kind of very industrial-looking places on the south side, which, which were not as prevalent on the north side. So I'm, I remember, I'll never forget, driving on the Dan Ryan Expressway, to go to Sox Park and just seeing sights i had never seen before and certainly had never seen so you know less than 10 miles from my house it was literally like a different place and and Comiskey Park the old Comiskey Park had a different look and a different feel than Wrigley totally completely and it felt very foreign i felt like I felt like a visitor in my own city. And after going to that game, I had never been to another Sox game, because I was a Cub fan, until probably another eight years later. When I was in high school, uh, I did have a friend who was a former teacher of mine, who became a friend, who was from the Bridgeport area, and he was a Sox fan. But he didn't live there anymore. But he knew the area, and so we went to a Sox game. Uh, I was probably seventeen or eighteen, and that was the second time. And that was really the, for me, the, almost probably the second time I'd ever been on the South Side at that time, as a seventeen-year-old. So it, this was this, you know, and 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 as I'm not happy to say, as I am stand here today. Now, the reason why I've got this new outlook and this new um, idea of the South Side is because over the last month, just a last month, <laughs> I have been involved um, in rehearsals for an upcoming stage production of a play, The Sting, the great movie The Sting. There's a, there's a play version of it, and I'm, I'm in that play. And because I'm such a fan of The Sting, I saw the audition notice and it said it was on the south side with, a, fan, with, a, with a, um, a theater group called the Beverly Theater Guild in reference to the Beverly neighborhood on the south side of Chicago. Now, as much as I love The Sting, I was a little hesitant because I was like, where is this? How far is this? Where is that? What is it? I'm seeing, you know, the address, uh, you know, on 111th Street. I I don't know where that is. I have no idea where that is. I live in live in this city. Have lived here my whole life, and there's a huge portion of this city that might as well be. In South Africa, like when I was on the safari. It's a crazy dynamic, but it's true. There, the, the, the south side and the north side in within this city have a rivalry uh, in many ways. It was nurtured and fostered, especially in the last 50 or 60 years by Mayor Daly, the original Richard J. Daly who was mayor from the mid-50s to the mid-70s, a good 20 years, I think 55 to 76. And uh, he was from the South Side, from the Bridgeport area, major Sox fan. And he embodied that South Side pride and that kind of South Side-North Side rivalry. And it's especially, think about those 20 years, from 55 to 76, 75, that is when Chicago itself made a huge leap, especially with the creation of, of O'Hare Field. Um, it was always a, a, a transportation hub from a trains, and then when, it, when, when planes became uh, the dominant uh, travel mode, and then Chicago built O'Hare Field and then became this hub, Chicago really elevated itself in terms of business, and transportation, people coming through the city, and then it's architectural, and it's business, and and it's and it's downtown, the in the office buildings. So Mayor Daly was 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 residing over the city during a great growth and reputational spurt for the city in becoming a major city within this country. It was steadily growing, but certainly those twenty years. Just don't forget, this is kind of you know, this is post World War Two. This is uh, the the American economy growing, robust. The rise of the middle class. Chicago is growing right along with it, is, is leading the way during that that urban period of, and the growth of the middle class. Chicago is right in the middle of it. It's growing at leaps and bounds during that time. And that's when Mayor Daley... You know, has his kingdom, if you will. And so his his power and his influence, I believe, did affect Chicago's mindset. Because Daly had that chip on his shoulder. Daly had that Second City syndrome. Daly was always comparing Chicago to other cities and saying how great it was. Instead of just promoting what we had, there was always this competition. So I believe that Richard J. Daly, in many ways, helped foster this kind of north side rivalry and this overall second city syndrome that the city still suffers from. And sadly, the south side of Chicago has always been termed as a dangerous place because it was always termed as, well, the South Side is where the African-American community is. And those racial tensions, those that's a part of Chicago's history too. It, uh, Chicago is a very segregated city, still is. It's more integrated than it used to be, but there are it's still segregated in many ways. There were there were unwritten, you know, streets that, that well, you didn't cross this street, and Mayor Daley, Richard J. Daley, didn't help that situation either. He kind of fostered that you know, that that another city within a city. There was the North and the South side, and then there was the white and the black Chicago. And he fostered that too. That's history, folks. That's not just opinion. He created the failed, whether you want to call it an experiment or whatever, whatever the motivations were of building the projects to house a majority of the black community in these large tenement buildings that were historically, you know... Uh, uh, not of high quality, crime-ridden, and and Daly kind of said, well, we'll just we'll 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 keep the black community there. And I believe that that mindset and those institutionalized and system and systemic decisions that were made fifty, sixty years ago by a mayor daily, I believe those are responsible for, for the troubles that we're seeing now with our crime rate because that mindset fostered a very destructive um, social living experience for people, economic and social. And I think we're seeing the results of that today. So Chicago is a very complex city But um, getting back to my story, so I was so intrigued about being in this play, at least wanted to audition for The Sting because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Paul Newman and Robert Redford, great movie about a couple of con artists in Chicago, oddly enough. Um, Won Best Picture Award, several Academy Award nominations. Well-written, well-acted. Lots of twists and turns. The whole movie is about con artists. The movie is conning the characters. And the movie is even conning the audience. If you've never seen The Sting, please go find it. Go rent it. I think it's on Amazon. Get the DVD, whatever it is. But you, if you have never seen the movie The Sting, you need to, get, you need to see The this, Sting. This it's, it's, just, it's just a great, fun movie. Funny, interesting, plot twists, you name it great music scott joplin's ragtime music as the soundtrack that's where marvin Hamlish made his major mark with uh with the song the entertainer you know ba da 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 so i was so driven to wanna to be in the sting that I'm like you know what I'm I'm I've never I I I've, I've never been to the south side that much I don't know where this is but I'm going to go and so for the last month or so 3 to 4 times a week I've been driving to the south side to go to rehearsals and so now I am getting very familiar with that area at least this one area that I'm going to but I'm going there during the day at some times, I'm going there in the evenings, and I'm I'm learning the streets and I'm looking around and I'm saying, This place looks just like where I lived and live. Why haven't I come here before? So I am and I am now very excited to explore and discover <laughs> a part of a city that I've lived in. My entire life, which I have completely ignored, and I'm not proud of that fact, but I am certainly now going to work hard to make up for that. so I'm just right now I'm getting acclimated i i know I know where I'm going, I know where I'm at now, so I'm sort of in this oak lawn evergreen park, Beverly area of like ninety fifth street um and uh you know and harlem and and you know cicero and pulaski and western that's where i'm i'm at right now so that's where i'm learning that and i'm looking forward now to expanding and finding out more so i said i've been to tinley park i've been to some of the the south suburbs but not once again not a lot you know, I've, I've been to Palos Hills or Palos Park. I know I've driven through there. But, you know, actually going there to a destination to either eat or visit or just walk around, no, I've never done that. I have been to other cities in this country. I can I can walk around, once again, forget about London, I can walk around with great confidence. I've been in New York. I can't even tell you how many times I've been in New York. I know exactly where I'm going in New York. Feel very comfortable there. Once again, just like London, in all the areas, in all the the, the different neighborhoods. I know New York better than I know the south side of Chicago. <laughs> it's crazy. But it is true. But it is now I am committed to after being exposed to it. And, and, and I think once again, it, it wasn't any kind of a deliberate thing. It wasn't any kind of, oh, the South side, you know, whatever. It wasn't some North side, South side rivalry. As I said earlier, it was more just, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, brought there for a reason and then went there and then discovered it. No family that ever lived there. No friends, no work. So I wasn't drawn there initially by something that I quote unquote had to do. And then it would open that up for me. But now that's exactly what did happen. I went there for the audition. I got, uh, I got cast in the, in the play. And so I had to go to rehearsals every day. Well, not every day, but two or three times a week. And so now I, I had a reason to go to this area and by going to this area now i've expanded once again my fo- my social footprint i've been to midway airport i I've, I've flown out of midway airport many times that's on the south side so once again i shouldn't say you know now that i think about it it's been more than it, it may actually now been more than you know 10 fingers and 10 toes that I've been on the South side. But but my point is, uh, it's always been to a destination. Like I went to Midway Airport and then came back. I didn't just drive around and explore and experience it like I have these other major cities or even minor cities in the country. And here it is literally right in my backyard. So thanks to this play... I am now discovering and learning a new place. So you say, well, geez, you know, I haven't been able to travel as much during the pandemic. But I actually now, having having for the last month, having gone to the south side, at least in this in this Oak Lawn, Beverly kind of area, I feel like I've traveled because this is a whole new world to me. And interestingly enough, many of the streets that I am familiar with run all the way from the north side to the south side. So I know Cicero Avenue and Pulaski and Western and Ridgeland and Harlem down that area now. Because I have all those same streets where I grew up and where I live. So it's not as foreign... And you talk about familiarity and being acclimated. So I don't know where all the numbered streets are, but once again, they're numbers, right? So that's easy. But many of the streets, the major thoroughfares that I am very familiar with my whole life extend to the South side as well. So I'm not completely lost. And as I'm driving down these major streets, I'm looking and I'm like, oh, well, there's a Shake Shack. Well, I have Shake Shacks around me now. Oh, there's this. There. Why haven't I been here before? And then you hear about all these, these great kind of neighborhood places, uh, especially to eat or, or different kinds of uh, you know sites in the neighborhoods. And so at this point in my life, I find it interesting, but I'm grateful that I had a reason, finally had a reason, that drew me, that put me in the South Side, and because I'm a curious person, and because I enjoy traveling, and because I enjoy experiencing new places and new things, it is, it's crazy to me that the South Side of Chicago is now like a new city to me. I'm discovering a whole new area, and it's been right within my grasp It's been a a half-hour drive from my house. And I'm experiencing it as if I have traveled thousands of miles across oceans, across time zones. The only thing that I'm traveling here, and I don't even know, maybe even the area code might even be the same. (laughs) So it's taken me several decades to finally appreciate, discover, and want to learn more about not even a city, but a portion of a city that I've lived in my whole life. I don't think I'm unique. And if I can do this one thing even for me and spread the word, I would just say, hey, North Siders, get to the South Side. And vice versa. You know, we're talking about divisiveness in this country, but Chicago lives in that. Really, it, it sadly it has it was fostered and nurtured for many decades, and so in many for many people, it is within their own fabric. But but if we want to if we want to start getting less divisive uh, in this country, we need to look within our own city. If you live here in Chicago. So I am proud to say that at least this long-time, lifelong North Sider is not only experiencing the South Side, but enjoying the discoveries that I'm finding and looking forward to finding more. It sounds crazy that I would have traveled more throughout the world and be more familiar with, With cities outside of Chicago, with cities outside of this country, around the world. I would be more familiar with cities around the world than a portion of my own city. So I am either a a victim or a, a result of my upbringing and we all are but the key is to recognize that and recognize the the fault in that and the and the the limiting aspect of that and don't perpetuate it don't let it continue but do something about it so now i've been going there for this reason but i know that now i'm going to say Let's try to start to find places to go eat initially because that will help. That gets you into a neighborhood or, 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 you know, to, to an area a lot of times. Because it's not that far. It's not that hard to get to. I mean, there was no reason. There was no real reason for this except I was stuck in this mindset, born into that mindset with blinders on, with whatever prejudices or anything else that comes with that. And now that I have been exposed to this, I realize how silly that was, how limiting that was, and how wrong that was. So if you're finding, you know, here we are in this pandemic, people say, I want to get back to normal and all this stuff. I can't do anything. For me, we're still in this pandemic. I hope we all at least can acknowledge that. But you can find little things, and I think I've even said this before, you can find little things within your day or within your life that... You can explore within a pandemic. You can live and, and and do new things. Don't just blame the pandemic for not doing anything. Venturing out and now discovering the South Side, I can do that during a pandemic. And I'm doing it and I'm going to continue to do it. And for the first time of being... You know, born and raised Chicagoan, for the first time really now, without even knowing it, the great revelation of this is I'm really now feeling like a true Chicagoan. Because for the first time in my life, I'm beginning to experience the entire city, not just the north the northwest side and north side where I'm from, not just the downtown area, but also the other side. The South Side, of which I have shamelessly and cha- shamefully—I should say—shamefully ignored for most of my life. But I'm going to rectify that. Now I—I I, I still don't think I could become a Sox fan. <laughs> I can't go that far. But I've always rooted for the Sox when they've been in the playoffs. I've never been one of those people, I hate the Sox. That's not my thing. The Sox, for me, have just existed. And once again, that comes from this rivalry that we in this city created. And I don't know why. We should be able to enjoy both teams. I still do, but I, there's no question that I have always favored the Cubs over the Sox. And I've got a friend of mine from high school who is a diehard Sox fan, who is a North Sider, but for whatever reason, he's a diehard Sox fan. He's been trying to convert me to become a Sox fan, especially this past season. And I've still been resistant. But now that I have this new outlook and this new zest and this new hunger to find out more about Chicago's South Side, who knows? You might see an Elton Jim had a few more games on the south side these days I don't know all I'm all I can say is I'm sorry south side of chicago for ignoring you for most of my life. But I promise you, that's ending now. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget, tell your friends, tell your family, send them a link, send them a message, tell them that your favorite podcast is is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion are much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 297. I'm Jim Torano. I am here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. From the end of the web to your screen.